You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Run, run. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Hello, uh, welcome to the show for a Tuesday night. Hey, it is, guess what tonight is, Gary Belcher. It's Abuse Jack night. Yeah, well, that happens every just night. Just happened off the air, Woogie. <laughs> what? What, what, what have I done this time? Oh, what, what you, you know what you just said to him. I'm missing my mate Sat, so I'm getting frustrated that he's not yes, here. Yes, I know you are. He's off for another night. But tonight is... Because I'm... TLT. I'm Dynamite. Teamless Tuesday. TLT. You know why? Yeah, it is. What team list is coming out tonight? The Soccer World Cup team. Oh, okay. Australian team. A beauty. And can we say soccer or football? Both. You can say either. They call it soccer in uh, the US of A, and that Good like, whatever us. they say is, uh, goes, doesn't it? That's right. Fries and everything else. Uh, Adam Peacock, who's over in the UK at the moment, um, we'll have a chat to him Why? and see what he. I, well, I think I, I think he missed the memo that the uh, Champions League and the English Premier League are going on a break. Is he? When is this World Cup starting? Twenty first of November. Oh, it's only a couple of weeks away. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah, maybe he's on the when way. Is, when he's is on the way. His, He's a long way away. He's... Yeah, but he's going – it's in Doha. Yeah, it's about eight hours from – But you probably have England. to fly via London. No. Singapore? <laughs> you, go, you go to Doha, then to London. Oh, do you? It's further. What's he doing in London? I don't – I just – are we back at the start? <laughs> Hello and welcome to you the show. Answer. <laughs> if you're listening through Brisbane, SCNQ 693 AM, Canberra, 1323 AM. Of course, you've got the big dogs, SCN 1170 in uh, Sydney um, and also 16.20am uh, on the Gold Coast. Of course, the Super Radio Network, our great mates, the Super Radio Network, and our favourite radio station, we've established all this already, Gary, Yep, is 2HD in Newcastle. I mm, love it. Beauty. It's a great state. It's a great town, is Newcastle. Is it in Hunter Street? Most other no. great things in uh, Newcastle? No. It's... I just know the song, the Newcastle song. Oh, uh, Bob Hudson? Yeah. Driving down Hunter Street with his overhead foxtail thingy <laughs> job on his holding. Yeah. So we're going back to the 60s, We're going to play that on Thursday night. <laughs> Are we? Yep. All right. Lock that in. Beauty. Lock that in for it, Thursday Jack. night. Uh, also, if you uh, want to get a, uh, a podcast of the show, <laughs> I sound like Gary now, podcast of the show, uh, go to wherever you get your podcast from. Look for Sports Day New South Wales. And, of course, download the SCN app. You can listen to the show through that mm. as well. Hey, tonight, mm. i tell you what I'm looking for, but, uh, looking forward to, apart from Adam Peacock, uh, is you naming some of your great clashes between the Kiwis and the Aussies 
in rugby league matches. Well, there have been some big ones, haven't there? Um, and, and very recently there have been some amazing games. But, uh, yeah, I can remember uh, a few back in the in the day, the late 80s, early 90s, and some big incidents. The Kiwis were so t- – I remember, remember um, Kevin Tamity and Greg Dowling fighting on the sideline. Mm-hmm. They both got sent off or sent to the sin bin, whatever it was, in uh, 85 perhaps in at Lang Park. That was – that was huge. There's never been any love lost between Australia and New Zealand in, in any sport. Um, but they have more than held their own in rugby league for many, uh, many years. It's going to be an, a great clash, this, this semi-final oh, on the weekend. I, I remember last year or the year before, Badge, I had the great pleasure of sitting in the same studio as you and Sats and when you interviewed Olsen Filipina. Oh, uh, the great man. He talked about the time Bless, yeah, after, his he's, after he's carved Wally up on the field, Wally snubbed him. Under the, yeah, under the grandstand. something happened. They oh, they went back to a function and and yeah, Wally didn't talk to him and it, they never they never kind of patched it up. I actually went to a Kangaroos reunion and 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 internationals get invited, the Kiwis and uh, and and Poms and whoever else in and around Sydney at that time. It's always the day before the grand final and he came along yeah. and I had a little bit of a chat and he said Wally didn't talk to me again. Like an ice. No way. I felt like going to Wally. How many years going, later, mate? Go and just go and chat. I'm sh- sure he didn't do it on purpose. Well, maybe, because you can't hold a grudge to King. Yeah, and I thought, don't get Olsen offside. Hell of a nice guy. Yeah. What a player. Oh, the likes of, of Mark Graham and, and Clayton Friend and, and Gary Freeman and, geez, they've had – and the Eero brothers. And they have had some amazing, amazing talented players and still have in the NRL. We'd like to know, what, what, was, what are your favourite highlights between the Aussies and the Kiwis in Rugby League, 0457 736 736. Or you can call us. We'd love you to call us, 1300 0111 70. Badge will roll through a couple uh, a little later on. Um, true or false? That's back for a Tuesday night. Tuesday, true or false? Hey, can I throw one at you straight away? Yeah. I read this morning about the, um, the MotoGP uh, World Crown went to an Italian, Pecco Bagnaia. Mm-hmm. Probably got it. Bagnaia. Um, and, and he's the first Ducati rider to win it since Casey Stoner in 2007. And it got me thinking, who's our greatest ever motorcycle champ? Is it, is it Mick Doohan? Is That's my true or false. Mick Doohan is our greatest ever motorsport champion. Motorsport. Every, yep. okay. So not just motorcycle riding, it's... Cars, race cars, V8s. You're saying it's... better than Danny Ricardo. Oh, yeah, I am saying that, actually. I'm um, saying true because Mick Doohan has a motorbike ride at Dreamworld and and Daniel Ricardo doesn't have one that goes really slow and finishes 16th. Mm. So I'm saying that is true. Although, What about Jack Brabham back in the day? How good was he? And I'm, I'm not so sure, but he was one of our all-time great sporting champions and it was always spoken of in that light back in you know many years ago not so much now mm. uh alan jones mm. won the world uh the world title yeah um what about wayne um oh, what was gardner. His name? wayne gardner yeah yeah the pioneer he was he was great of wayne the 500 gardner. cc's uh yeah well even for, on that matter brocky is brocky yeah. our greatest v8 driver he lives in it sort of in our yeah Lives in our hearts that way, doesn't he? We just you can't Lounds is really go past Brocky, can you? Well, anyway, Shane, I want I'll our listeners tell you to tell us because I know one bloke, Danger, he's the motorsport uh, 
uh, guru yeah. uh, of our listeners, but plenty more would have their like All to right. have their same show. And who's our greatest ever motorsport driver, rider, champion? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. He's not ours though, is he? I was going to say Shane Van Gisbergen Gisberg has got to be up there, but he's a Kiwi, so he gets discounted straight away. Yeah, yeah, he's not one of ours. Hey, G Man is already on to us about the uh, the footy, the league. Hey guys, put your money on the Kiwis. The organisers have booked the Kiwis' flights home for after they play Australia. That will fire us up. They love that stuff. They love right. anything like that. New Zealand. Hey, hang on, is this fire up? Right. Okay. So he's saying they've already booked their flights right. home. Well, that's now, stupid. You know what? I reckon they have probably also booked the Aussies' flights home because just in case they're mm. knocked out, you've got to have flights. You don't want to hang around for another week. Mm. So they might have booked them, you know, with cancellation policies. And, and they're the flexible whatever. tickets badge. They can just, you know, like for a $55 change, yeah. you can you can change the t- – oh, Do they a- do those, like, $95 fares each way? <laughs> no. I don't, I don't think they're flying a discount airline. Actually, I was talking to someone – uh, needed him to do something for me. So now I'm going to um, I'm going to Fiji uh, later because my wife got sick. They wanted to charge them eleven hundred dollars to change their tickets. Well, what? Well, I had friends who just had to come back for an emergency from yep. Bali and had to pay full freight, fifteen hundred dollars each. What? What? From Bali, I can get a family of eight Not to Bali to for fifteen hundred. Tom- if you wanted to fly tomorrow, you couldn't. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, greatest motor greatest Australia's airline ripoffs. <laughs> Tell us <laughs> about them. No, as well. don't do this, please. Don't do this. How come everyone else gets stranded when they're in Bali and I don't? I, I mean, I'd take that any day. You hear about oh, this you know, Jetstar have done this. When you were They're sitting stranded. around that pool in Bali. There were people trying to get out <laughs> Early. on flights all over the place. <laughs> was it the fact that I never left the pool or pool bar all day, or was it the fact that it was my, it was the shorts I was wearing? Let's not oh, go into probably it. Probably a bit of both. Um, I want to get your thoughts too, listeners, on the first round. It's been leaked, geez, by the NRL um, for next Rest season. Rest to come very soon, yeah. Yeah, Thursday. We expect to get the full the full draw. Badge, do you want to run through the round one and how it looks next year? Is yeah. that early, by the way, March 2? Uh, yes, it is because they have to have – there's an extra team and they have to have three buys each club this year. So it is certainly earlier. In fact, it's a couple of weeks earlier than we've seen in the past. Um, Parramatta and Melbourne will kick it off at Combank Stadium on Thursday, the 2nd of March. The next night, Warriors host the Knights at Mount Smart. Isn't that great that they are starting the season at home, the Warriors? And the Panthers host the Broncos. Blue Bet Stadium on the late game Friday night. That is that's a tough start, Brisbane. Very tough mm. start for you against the Premiers. Uh, Saturday, Manly and Canterbury at Brookie. The early game, the 5.30 game. Cowboys host the Raiders. And then the late one is the Sharks and Rabbitohs. Go the Bunnies. And, yes. And on Sunday, the Dolphins' first ever game will be at Suncorp Stadium <laughs> against the Roosters. So they have a home. Hello. Well, it'll be Suncorp Stadium sometimes. Yes. Uh, Dolphins and Roosters, Tigers and Gold Coast Titans rounded out at Leichhardt Oval. And if you haven't heard your team announce, that's because you're a St. George Illawarra Dragons fan. You are starting the season with a bye, which is a bit of a bummer. I, I don't want my bye. Well, again, if you're going to have three, I suppose. But you don't want your buys. Where's the Melbourne up. Where's the Melbourne Storm their Thursday In the night? opener, yeah. Oh, well, that's going to be a win to them. They don't lose a first-round game, do they? 
Not often. No. They've no, never not had in under 17, Craig. Not in 18 years now. 20-something. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy number. Um, yeah, wow. What do you think your team's first round? i tell you why I think there's a delay as well on the draw. Lack of availability of grounds. Badge, oh, yeah, there are some dramas with the grounds. Because of the, the, the FIFA Women's World Cup. Yeah, but surely can't you just do the draw and then go, okay, look, we might have venues. to change the grounds, venues a couple of times. Uh, don't sell your tickets yet, but people, clubs want to know where they're going to be. Well, like the Melbourne Storm, they're going to be displaced for a long time. Lots of clubs, yeah. I think Suncorp will be out for a bit, the Gold yep. Coast Stadium. There's there's plenty of stadiums going to be out. And that's that's pretty late in the year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Around July, August. Good news is the St. George Yellow Wild Dragons will be in the top eights at the end of round one. So get excited, guys. Well, yeah. Well, no, it's the top nine. Ninth. They'll be ninth. They won't have any points for and against. Yeah, so they'll be ninth. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Okay, can't even get into the top eight now after a bye <laughs> in round one. What do you think of the rounds and the uh, sorry, the first round draw? O four five seven seven three six seven three six. Budster has uh, sent us a text badge on his thoughts on the best Australian motorsport champion. Peter Brock, the best, and went out doing what he loved. R.I.P. Legend. Yeah, that Chuck. doesn't make him the best though. I know, but he was amazing. Is he? Is 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 he? That's what I said. Is he our best V eight driver for a start, and then. Overall, and people have diff- differing opinions here. As Steve from Dubbo, Mick Doohan, without a doubt, is our most successful. But uh, Brabham would be the most unique. He built the car he raced in. Really? Did he? Jack Brabham. Wow. There you go. Dick Johnson's got to be up there. That's a that's a fun fact Thursday. We should throw that back <laughs> Thursday. It's fun fact Thursday. Tuesday. Dickie Johnson's got to yeah, be up there. Great. He was great. What about Jamie Winkup? What about Craig Lowndes? Yep. What about him? What about Casey Stoner? Yes. And who'd, who'd, Jeez, who'd, 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 he can hit a golf ball too, Badge. Gets he? around at Hope Island okay. on the Goldie. Should that count? What, that he can hit a golf yeah. ball? Yeah, absolutely. All he can drive us. par fours there. Mm. So that's, uh, that's a pretty good thing he's got going on. Hey, listen, I want to complain about something. If this is all right what? with you, before we get into some stuff, I want to talk about the news around Anthony Seabold. Uh, it's confirmed he will be the manly coach uh, from next year. Uh, we've got a colleague, a uh, pretty well-known colleague, Benny Davis, who works at Channel 7, reads The Sport in Queensland, mm. has already put up his Christmas lights. Oh. Now, seriously, I know we touched on it last week. Did he pu- actually put them up? Took the Halloween. Yes. He was stuck at one stage on the roof, and his wife did the right thing and took a photo and put it on um, social media. But he took down Halloween. As he took down his Halloween decorations, he put up, Christmas lights. Well, okay, no. Let me go back to the first problem. <laughs> Halloween. Ben Davis, Australian. Halloween, Scottish-American, Irish, something weird. Yeah. Not Australian. Oh, I'm with you, Badge. Halloween, yep. no. Unless you've got little kids, I get it. Yeah. Who like lollies and getting scared and dressing up. But I, I, I don't on, do the wait, Halloween wait, thing. Wait, that wait. annoys me straight away. Wait, kids but, who like lollies and getting scared. Yeah, Is that- that's what they do. <laughs> well, they go trick-or-treat and... Oh, yeah. We don't give many lollies. We need treats. We All right. You're digging a hole. So <laughs> why are you putting Christmas decorations up in November for? That is just. You know why? Is it only because he had the ladder out? No, because he had to. And he didn't. He was made to. You only put lights up when the missus says you've got to put lights up. What? Otherwise, you'd never, you'd never get lights put up. Really? Would you, you do anything? he wouldn't have any say in that? Absolutely. Oh, God. Good on you. 
He's not listening. He's doing the sport at the moment, so we're pretty safe there. Okay. Have you got your Christmas lights up? I want to know. I want a photo, actually. We've still got some lights around a tree from last year. 736. (laughs) And they're on solar, so they come on every... 736. Tomorrow morning, 9am on SCN 1170 in Sydney, uh, Maddie White has got an exclusive chat with Anthony Seabold, who has been confirmed as the manly head coach. He asked him quite a few questions, and uh, one of them why he took the job at Manly. You've made no secret of your desire to return to the NRL as a head coach. You, have you have you taken the first job that's come at you here? I've had other opportunities overseas to be a head coach and it's um, yeah, something that um, yeah, I've considered in the past but I really enjoyed um, the role as I said before working with Eddie Jones. So um, you know when the Manly job came about um, there was just a lot of things that really resonated with me. You know, having been in the community for a number of, of years, having worked with some of the senior players there, and, you know, the potential that I see in the group. Um, you know, Manly's a, a great club, and it's going into its 77th year, um, you know, as a club in, um, you know, first of all, the Sydney competition, but in more recent times, the NRL. So it has a proud history, so... Yeah, the legacy that's been left there before me is something that uh, I want to continue. So it certainly excited me yeah, taking on this opportunity. Good on you, Siebes. Um, something deep down inside me says I wish he'd waited for another year or two or three and, and kept doing what he's doing. I, I had a good chat to him uh, during the year and, and called a couple of games with him. Oh, he, he, look, the, he must have been left with some scarring from that, the, what he went through at Brisbane. That was That was brutal. It was ruthless. It was personal. It was... Pretty disgusting, some of the stuff that, that happened you know, with his family and everything and losing that job. And I think he's an out, outstanding assistant coach. And, and obviously, Eddie Jones rates him very highly. And I wish he'd stayed doing that because I just, I just worry about him at Manly. You know, well, I, don't think, I don't think Manly is as you – you need stability. You need to know that the head office is just going to – you know, it's, it's ticking along and there's going to be no dramas there. Even if you lose a bunch of games in a row and things aren't going well, or if your players don't want to wear a certain jersey, you you know your head office is is fine. I'm not so sure. He's got that stability there. So look, I really, really hope for Sieb's sake and for Manly's sake this works. Um, and I, I, but I've got to say, I was surprised he jumped in at relatively quickly after mm. he got booted out unceremoniously by the Broncos. Yeah, it's just been over two years, I think, Badge. So it's it's not a long time. He. Um there is a clean out at Manly though, mm. and maybe maybe the club that didn't have its stuff in order, maybe they're getting it in order. I hope so. And maybe that's a part, that's a condition Seeb's put on. Yep. You yep. know, we need to fix head office, and maybe that's a part of it. Oh, you can't office. put that condition on. You've got to fix up head. What, what does that mean? Well, what? You, well, they probably had no more fighting. direct. No, no, they probably had more direct conversations than that. Yep. What's the plan? I mean, he would know that. Surely, he wouldn't take a job on. Without knowing there are going to be improvements yep. at HQ. But, and everyone's got a plan and everyone's got the right intentions. But has, does everyone stick to that when the pressure's on? Well, we've started to see the clean out over the past few weeks. Mm. Hey, he also went on badge to talk about um, the whole Pride jersey saga, which absolutely derailed the Sea Eagles season. What happens, Seebs, when the Pride jersey or the everyone in league jersey situation comes up again because the club have said they want to continue doing it. Josh Alloye has come out and said uh, throughout the World Cup that if it happens again, he won't wear that jersey. So do you think that you've got a fractured playing group ahead of you and how have you addressed that situation? 
you know, wanting to, um, you know, slap that, that question, Matt. I don't think that's appropriate for day one um, in the role. You know, it's been a bit of a process to to get to the announcement. Um, we're excited about pre-season training, so I have November 14th. And um, once we get my feet under the desk, you know, there, there are other priorities over the pre-season that um, we need to... Sorry, mate, even from the standpoint, you'd have to agree from the standpoint of you not being at the club last year, looking from the outside in, that that was a massive turning point. So I'm interested to know when you're in that position next year, have you got any thoughts around how you're going to handle it? Do you support the players' stance? Do they have the right to, to stand down under those kind of beliefs? Matty, that hasn't been a consideration in any, any of my decision-making whatsoever. Um, like I said, one of my, you know, one of the things that I, I do bring is some experiences, both positive and negative, um, to, to to this particular role. So when those conversations are required and, and needed to to happen, um, you know, I'll, I'll consult consult the appropriate people. There you go. Well, his feet aren't even under the desk, and he's being grilled about something that happened last year that may happen next year. Well, it is it's a, it's it is a difficult, difficult job. It's not just about coach and players. There's so much more to it, and I hope, I hope he gets it right. I've got some good more. Luck to him. Hell of I've, a good guy. I've got some more excerpts from that uh, interview to play a little later on in the show. Catch the interview in full tomorrow morning, nine a.m. Make sure it's an exclusive with Matty White tomorrow morning, 11.70 SEN at 9. Uh, before we go to a break badge, a couple of text messages. We haven't even got to the Australian cricket team. The test team's been announced. Should we do that before we go to the break? Because people are chiming in about this already. And you know I've got my cranky pants on about the Australian test team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the name, they, they've, uh, they've axed three players from last summer's uh, Ashes group that won, of course, uh, Michael Neeser, Jai Richardson and Mitchell Swepson all missed out on the 13-man squad. Scotty Boland is still there. Oh, of course, he was absolutely the, the uh, sensational, the Victorian. Um, Mitch Stark, Pat Cummins, Josh Hazelwood. So they're the four bowlers that will be shooting it out for three spots. And Marcus Harris has been recalled. Uh, he's gone really Why? well. Sheffield Shield, 287 runs from three innings, and he's played well in English county cricket. Uh, Uzi Kawaja still there. Yeah, oh, I think they come up with a good side. Yeah. Not, I don't think there's any standout omissions. Mm, Mark, oh, I, I just don't understand Marcus Harris's inclusion, to be honest. I mean, he's, well, there's no way they're going to... Well, he's scoring well, runs. Yeah, but so are a lot of other people too. I, it's that Victorian thing again, mate. It's, oh, let's get another Victorian in the team. <laughs> okay. It's the Victorian mafia. Right, but yeah. seriously. Is it? Mate, he's had his chance. He's blown at Marcus Harris. Okay. Well, and he's an, another he's an opener, but but Uzi Uzi and Warner are there for the whole summer. There's no unless there's a, an injury to either of them, or they don't score runs. No, mate, no, they're better than Marcus oh, so Harris on a bad day. So why is he there? I don't know, mate. Why does cricket Australia he's a make very good twelfth man? He's a Victorian. That's why he's in the. Well, team. I read some of these texts out. Yeah, go for it. Uh, just just stick your head in the bucket of water there for a second. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Mick Doom, without a doubt, is our most successful. Oh no, yeah. Um, Peter Brock, the best, and went out what he did. Mick Doohan and Greg Hansford, a champion on both bikes and cars. That's from uh, Steve from Engadine. Okay. Um, best motorsports Australian driver, again, G-Man from Brisbane, is Jack Brabham. His book was translated into 51 different languages. There you go. Whoa. Superstar. Um, and another one here, yeah. Peter Brock, just ahead of Jack Bradman, Mick Doohan for the motorcycle racing. Sporty Gabby. He wants to split them up, and I kind of get that as well. But in, in, in world motorcycle. What about Chad Reed? 
Curry legend from Chookman. There you go. I reckon it's got to be Mick Doohan because his success was worldwide. It wasn't domestic success. He raced against the best from mm. around the world. Yep. In a sport that Australia wasn't, you know, we weren't, it, I don't know, we, we weren't that great at. I mean, we were good. We, we had some greats. We had yep. um, Wayne, what's his name again? You're, you're I'm having a bad no, night I'm not going to tell you. Starts with G. Grady. Ends with Ardner. <laughs> Yeah, Wayne Gardner. Yep. And then we had Mick Doohan. And we just had a vote here yep. for a driver. Who? Tiger. Tony. Is Tony? Tiger Vickers has vo- voted for Mark Webber. Yeah, there you go. Great. I think Great. He's still... One of the best ball boys ever, the Raiders ever had. And I think he's still doing like Target Tasmania and stuff like that. Oh, Marky Webber. Where's he shopping at? <laughs> Target Tasmania. Oh. <laughs> All right, let's go to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. We're going to reset when we come back. Uh, we've got an NRL update for you as well. And a few other things on the way. Adam Peacock joining us from the UK as well just after seven. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Sats not here tonight. He's still recovering from um, some sort of infection he's got in his elbows. Hopefully back tomorrow night, but I doubt it. We have to cancel golf Friday as well. No, I know. This is my birthday game, he promised. Mm. So he said, oh, I have to pull the pin on it now. It's like, oh, yeah, right now. Hey, uh, 0457 736 736 is our text number. We want to get involved in the show. Or 1300 1170. Go to ICanWin.com.au to win a Ziggy Barbecue by Ziggler and Brown. They are the best. I drool over my Gee, mates. We've got a lot of Ziggler and Brown sorry. barbecue all the time. ICanWin.com.au. Good text coming in. Can we get into the, into the NRL stuff? Or do no, we no, get, read out a couple of texts. Okay. Oh, hi, fellas. Love the show. Manly are crazy hiring Seabold. He took a perfectly good premiership team and turned them into wooden spooners. Yeah, great coach. Alex from Raceview. Is he talking about the Broncos? A yeah, perfectly good premiership team? They were disgusting. That's the same team that after they won the wooden spoon, Alex, you might remember, they were so shattered, they did a baby, a gender reveal. It was they were pathetic that year, and please don't blame Anthony Seabold for all of that. They were they were just terrible. Anyway. You've never given forgiven him for that, oh, have you? They, oh no, I thought I just couldn't believe. I can't believe any of their fans would forgive him for that. Well, um, yep. The reptile says Manly's fine, head officer's fine. They get rid of a, a lunatic that should be nowhere near a professional workplace. Des Hasler, oh come on, one of the great people in in rugby league. What heard firsthand accounts of his crazy? Oh, Des is. He's not a lunatic. He's just a bit of a mad professor. Um, Marcus, and he's got yeah. a great record as a coach, the reptile. Uh, some people chiming in about cricket as well, whether Marcus Harris should be in that squad. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like people like Matthew Renshaw continually get overlooked because there is a Victorian bias. The home of cricket is Victorian. They just keep picking Victorian. What's Matt Renshaw done? He's done. He's scored heaps of runs. 184 not out, his last test innings. His last shield innings, 200 not out and 16 not out. And his last domestic one-day game, 102. He has to – obviously, he needs to score some runs <laughs> and he'll be a chance. He's got, He's got to score a lot day. more than that to knock a Victorian out of the squad. I don't even know why he got dropped from the test team. Okay, last no. test innings, 
What was it? 184 not out. Yeah. Very young. He's still young, Badge. Mm. He's still young. He can play. He, he can certainly play. can. Rightio, some footy news. All 17 NRL clubs are standing together and demanding another $20 million a year in funding. Plus this is a, between them. Yes. Not each club. Yeah, not each. Uh, and an extra $500,000 to support their NRL that's W each. teams. That's it. Yeah, yeah. They want some more money. So, look, they're, they're, that's a, a, there's a bunch of demands, and we believe the list from the Rugby League Players Association is very long, and that's been made it really difficult. Um, so Andrew Abdo has really had to step in here because Hugh Marks has gone missing in action. He was supposed to be doing sorting all this out. And, uh, yeah, I, I reckon they're going flat chat trying to sort this out. But um, it still seems to be a little way off as far as, you know, everything, as far as the salary cap, as far as the funding and, and many, many other uh, claims and demands. Um Samoa skipper uh, Junior Polo has been suspended for a crunch semi-final clash against England. Yeah. Now they're, they're fighting it. Are they? Yeah. He led with the elbow, I think. Yeah. That was the uh, the charge there. Joseph Suwali, he got off. He's um, He escaped with a sanction, lifting the knees. He's got to be careful. He's uh, got a bit of a habit of doing this. It's I, not a great thing to do when you run into a tackle. I thought he was lucky, Badge, to get away with that. But mm. the, the, just going back to Junior Polo, um, if they fight it, Oh, does he – and if by some miracle Samoa beat England, I wonder if he misses the final as well. I wonder if the international um, tribunal is the same as our domestic. You know, you fight it and if you lose, you cop another week. I wonder if it's the same. Oh, it's, it, this is the time you've got to – you're all in, aren't you? They just, yeah, they just He's a skipper. Uh, they want him out there. That was smashed by England in the first round. Um, they need him out there. So you you just got to have a go. Mm. Harry Grant has spoken out about the CBA delay, saying we just need to get something sorted for everyone's sake. We put enough into this game for what we get out of it. They are low-balling us at the moment, the NRL. Well, though. you do get a fair bit out of it, Harry. And Low-balling's tough. Mm. Yeah, well, of course, there's two sides. There's the employer and the employee, and the employee always thinks he's not getting enough, and the employer says, well, we haven't got everything that you want. So it happens in most workplaces, doesn't it? And mm. Uh, they're a they're a very very strong group, and for the you know for a long long time the players weren't united in any way shape or form on this, and now they are. It's it's a difficult one, as I said, for the NRL to sort out. Mike's texted through on oh four five seven seven three six seven three six saying uh, Renshaw low scores both innings versus WA last week. He goes, I'm okay with him, but just saying. But then he scored a hundred. Ah. He scored a hundred. In the ODI straight after that short oh, okay. clash, so he's in. He's in good nick. Yep, he's uh, he's in as good a nick as Marcus Harris or better. Hey, you know we're talking about the the Kiwis versus the Kangaroos this weekend should be should be great. And some of those, actually, we've got a couple here. I think some of those great uh, things that I want to talk about from from those clashes. Um, evening, lads. Jace has said uh, John Rebo scores a last minute try to sink the Kiwis. Next test, several Queenslanders are replaced by New South Wales players, and the Kiwis win 18-0. So that's when I think it was Mark Murray, Greg Kinescu. There was four of them that got dropped, and there was a dead set. Uh, it was a revolt. Terry Fernley was the coach. It was, yeah, it was a big divide there between the Queenslanders and New South Welshmen yeah, wow. when that happened. it was uh, That was huge. All righty. Uh, what are your thoughts on great moments between – the Aussies and the Kiwis in rugby league tests. Also, your thoughts on the Australian test team as we get ready to take on the West Indies 
in only about two weeks' time. Plus, anything else you want to throw in, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 is our phone number. Break time. We come back. Badge, we'll look at some of those great rugby league test moments between the Kiwis and the Aussies next on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, Badge and Jace tonight. Sats is uh, still off crook. 0457 736 736 is our text number if you want to get involved. Um, we'd love to hear your best moments between the Aussies and the Kiwis in rugby league tests. doesn't have to be World Cup. can be any sort of test match. Uh, Badge, you've got, a, you've got a ripper or a couple of rippers here. Well, I just remember some things that happened apart from, you know, Scoring tries and winning tests and whatever else, some big moments that stick out for me. Now you know Dean Lonigan. Yep, he is the promoter for uh, many many great uh, boxers. He puts on a lot of the fights. He's a Kiwi, uh, Cowboy Lonigan. He came and played at the Raiders. F- fantastic guy, funny guy. Uh, gives himself different nicknames. He tell the press he was a, a crop duster pilot, and <laughs> next thing you know, he's a you know he's a, a sheep farmer. And we said, what's all this about? He said, no, you got to sound exotic so they remember you. Um, he played in the not this 1991 test. He was only on. It was only about a minute into the game, and he copped a uh, a hit from Steve Roach. So he then saw a, a chance to try to line him up for a big tackle. Got his head in the wrong spot and got knocked out. And it was it was very messy. Have a listen. Plenty of power in this Kingley Packer. One of their players is down injured already. As we see the first break of the evening, Walters with a dash from dummy half. There's trouble here, John Harker. Yeah, there certainly is. One of the Kiwis going into that uh, tackle has been uh, badly knocked down. He looks to be in a lot of trouble. We'll go sideline with John Brady. John Lonigan got hit late in that tackle. We're not sure just how it happened, but he's not in a good way at all. He was just lying on the, the ground there convulsing a short time ago. They're very concerned about him. They've rushed straight out there. He still has hardly moved an inch. Yeah, so convulsing on the ground. It was oh. very, very ugly. And he went off. Yep. He's back on 10 minutes later and no. played out the game and the Kiwis won 24 to 8. It was a different game, I can tell you back then. Yep. Uh, if, if he'd woken up and said, I've I, I got to stay off, you know, he would he, he just didn't do it. And it was um, uh, very fortunately now that doesn't happen anymore. They just don't let you go back on. How's the commentary? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Paddy Welsh, our yes. colleague. Paddy was there, yeah. On Channel 7. Um, now, how about this in 1989, a couple of years before that, we went over and played against uh, New Zealand in New Zealand, three tests mid-season, which was very unusual because we missed a couple of club games, all the, uh, all the Aussies, and as did the Kiwis. Brent, Brent Todd was part of that, uh, a Raiders teammate. But this, uh, this little grub, Brendan Tudor, he was in the back row, he was a pest, he was a thug, he just was high-shotting everyone, trying to put us off our game. I remember he got fatty a beauty. Anyone who was coming down in a tackle, he'd just come in as third or fourth man and the swing an arm and get him across, uh, get him across the but chin. But you could in that day in those. Well, in he got away. He got away with more than I'd seen. Yeah, you know, right. a lot of players. It, it was eighty nine. This wasn't eighty two, eighty three. Les Boyd in that era. This was later on. The game was starting to get cleaned up. But at international level. It seemed maybe a bit like Origin. You could get away with a a little bit more. Um, have a listen to this. He puts a late high shot on the King. And Australia coming up with the football, only 15 metres out from the New Zealand line. A great chance for them. 
This is Lewis now, and Lewis is only about... Oh, they're throwing punches in there on that tackle on Lewis. Tudor was one of them. Todd is getting in for his shot. They come in from all over the uh, all over the ground now to become involved. New Zealand coughed it up. Then the ball went away to the Australian captain, Lewis. Watch number 13, Tudor. He's been throwing some high stuff all day. He goes in on Lewis late. Bingo! He gets a shot on him. And uh, Lewis then has had just about enough. He decides to retaliate. <laughs> yeah, then the king got booed because we were in New Zealand. And, yeah, right. uh, yeah, as I said, he was a grub, that Brendan Tudor, and he deserved everything he got. How, how much does that get you past oh, for me Saturday up. morning, we, though? I like, remember seriously. Fatty talking about him, how he just – Hated him. He was going to give it to him if he could. I, of course, I was fullback. I wasn't going to give it to anyone. <laughs> yeah, of course. When he said everyone's running in from all angles, I was heading the other way looking for the football. Except Gary Belcher. Yeah. Where's he going? Yeah, he's, going to, <laughs> he's going back to the dressing room. Rob from Maruka, uh, <laughs> listening through SCNQ 693 in Brizzy. How are you, Rob? Pretty good, guys. How are you? Good. You've got a, a great memory of the Kiwis and the Aussies at test level. Yeah, there was one. I can't remember the exact year. It was 85, 86. It was a, a test in New Zealand. And Wally Lewis absolutely folded Daryl Williams with a tackle. Uh, Williams didn't see him. Didn't see Wally there, and he absolutely stopped him. Rob, you're right. Um, it was it was very memorable. It was actually that same series, 1989, and the Kiwis, they played some great footy. He was a hell of a good player, Daryl Williams, their fullback, wasn't he? And he, he went down the left side of the park, and Wally just read this sidestep. He did the same to Michael O'Connor playing Origin once. He just read the sidestep beautiful, beautifully, and as you said, he folded him. It was a, an amazing tackle from the King. All right, thanks for your call, Rob. Thanks Good on for, you, Rob. Thanks for listening too, matey. Uh, what are your great memories? Actually, Tiger Vickers uh, actually mentioned that one as well. 1989. Well, remember that, yeah. Wally Lewis hit on, on Daryl Williams. Kept him coming through, 0457 736 736. Or you can call us 1300 01 1170. This is Sports Day for the eight-seat Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, no Satsy, uh, hopefully back tomorrow night, but highly unlikely. He could be on an extended injury list badge. Mm. So not looking good there for Satsy. Uh, we wish him uh, all the best. He's out of hospital, by the way. A lot of people asking. Stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Results today. Ravens maintain the lead in the AFC North. With a third straight win today over the New Orleans Saints. So, uh, yep, that's good. Well done Beauty. to them. Um, as I say, get yourself Game Pass if you want to stream every single NFL game uh, this year. Badge, I want to go to uh, – I've got a caller on the line here. Righto. It's Mayink uh, from Bathurst. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How about, how about you? Yeah, good. You, Badge, people can't let go of Australia's performance at the T20 World Cup. You want to add yeah, to that, exactly. mate? Like, yeah, we got like such a great team. We were like defending champions and we lost to New Zealand and we haven't lost to any other team in the tournament and still we underperformed. Uh, I want to talk about Mitchell Stark's exclusion from the team. Like, he was such a good bowler and they excluded him from such an important game. 
you know, his in-swinging Yorkers would have win us that game with a big margin. That's what I believe. And they should have put, like, Steve Smith straight after first match because he gives a stability to the team because when you got a collapse of wickets, he was the one who can, like, stand there and stop those wickets falling. Yeah, we, Ian Healy, we've spoken to, uh, we spoke to last night, and he he agreed with you, especially about Mitch Stark. And he, he also said they were using him, even though he didn't play that last game. In the other games, they weren't using him in, in the uh, in the early overs where he's so yeah. effective. So that's a bit, that was a bit odd too, Mayank. Yeah, Mayank, thanks for your call, mate. Listening in about this tonight, first time caller. Great to have you on board. Geez, the text machine's blowing up tonight, Badge, about Australia versus New Zealand moments. Mm. Have you got some there to read out? Yeah, I I thought you were going to read one out. Oh, Can here we go. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, Dowling picking a fight he could never win. Tamadi the tornado. I oh, know he was a he was a pro boxer, I think, or at least an amateur boxer, and he he could go. I tell you what, Greg Dowling didn't mind. He'd stick his head in in the way of, of someone's fist if he had to. He's he's as tough as they come. GD. Uh, hi guys, my best memory of the New Zealand versus Australia rugby league clashes was that that massive ball and all hit tackle of Wally on Brendan Tudor. Uh, no, I think that was. I think you might have mixed that up with uh, the tackle on Daryl Williams. Hi, boys. Um, oh, Australia versus New Zealand moments. There was a game where JT made his debut. I'm sure it was against the Kiwis. I think he came on for Hunt. Hunt was just throwing himself into the kick returns and getting smashed every time. It was unbelievable. Mm. There you go. Keep them coming through 0457 736 736. In the next 10 minutes, we'll cross the UK to catch up with Adam Peacock as we roll through the Socceroos squad, which has been named for the World Cup commencing November 21. We've got so much going on. There is so much going on. um, Lads, great. Maroon Viking, lads, great show. And I think of current Aussie cricket, the bad vibes from a few years ago return. I get the impression that Pat is similar to Steve Smith. When he had the chop job, same type of great vice captain as Steve. I just don't get the feeling he's capable of pulling the agitators into line. The solution, drop Warner and put in someone who values the team needs first and not just their ego. There's still a anti-Dave Warner sentiment out there from some listeners. I, I'm not part of that group. My, I think his con- contribution is great. And there's Shane Watson and, and some others are pushing for him to be uh, that, that leadership band to be dropped and him to take over the T20. Well, according to Tim Payne's book, which has arrived at my house today, Badge, I'm looking forward to getting into that tonight. Um, it's he claims it all goes back to this, you know, pay dispute that they had before, uh, before the tour of South Africa, and Dave Warner was one of the, the people pushing for, you know, a pay increase for the Aussie cricketers, and maybe he was a victim of that. Maybe. Uh, by the way, also the selection process uh, for the Australian cricketers now, I think. I think some of the, there's some questions that may come up too as well. Like, and this is why Matt Redenshaw may be missing out. I don't know. Uh, well, you are the fourth in well, this building. Yeah, one of the best questions is: journalist. Do you like electricity? That's one of the questions. <laughs> and if you say yes, badge, oh, you're you're gone. No good. Careful what you do. You like solar panels? Yeah, you're out. Do do you like having you... a coach who tells you what to do? No, I'm a big fan of that. I like direct. You're out. Do you come from Victoria? <laughs> yes. You're in. You're in. Yeah. It's, it's sports Day, thanks to Kia. Uh, that's uh, bad comedy, by the way. It's not true. Uh, it could be, I guess. Uh, back in a moment without a peek Kia.
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. To 114, a draw. The decision is even a draw. Oh, goodness. That is mind-boggling. And look at the reaction by Jeff Fedek. He is in total disbelief. Remember that controversial decision back in 1991, the draw with uh, Zuma Nelson? Absolute shocker. Can you believe it has been officially overturned? Breaking news. Wow. This is massive, massive news. So um, the WBC got together a, a bunch of judges from all over the world, a special committee to review the fight. I thought this would never happen, and I've never heard of it happening before. And they all agreed that Jeff Fennick won that fight, and therefore they've decided to overturn it. It makes him a four-time world champion. So if he wasn't already one of the greats, in world boxing, he certainly is now. He'd already won titles at bantamweight, super bantamweight, and featherweight before yeah. that that bout with that first bout with Azuma Nelson. Uh, he was absolutely shattered, so that that gives him the um, yeah the super featherweight belt as well, and he is one of our all time greats. Yeah, well done, fantastic. Jeff I, I'm stunned. I just we we spoken about this. We knew it should happen. I just can't believe the boxing world has done it. Oh, jeez, I wish ba- uh, Sats was here. Oh, he'd be all over this. He'd be all over this, like, no tomorrow. Hey, uh, what are your thoughts? 0457 736 736. You must be uh, pretty happy for, for Jeff Fennick. Imagine how he's feeling tonight. He must be just beside himself. I think they presented it to him over there, did they? Yeah. Yeah, there was Roberto, Duran, a bunch of all-time t- greats. Not long there. ago. Yeah, well done, yeah. Jeff Fennick. Uh, send us your text for McDonald Jones Homes. The McDonald Jones birthday sale is on now. We're going to Adam Peacock, who's uh, in the UK at the moment. I reckon he's over there, badge, uh, for the Rugby League World Cup. He loves his Rugby League. The soccer Maybe he's just there for the kippers. Well, the soccer's not on. They're on a break now with the, with the Champions League and the EPL, aren't they, Adam? Welcome to Sports Day. They're on a break from what? Hello, boys. Well, we're getting ready for some big soccer tournament happening commencing November 21, aren't we? The World Cup in Australia named their team today or their squad. Yeah, like a, a World Cup that involves the whole world. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> um, sorry, I couldn't help it. No, know. biggest biggest sporting event in the world. So, um, yeah, the soccer is named a 26-man squad and there are a few surprises in it. But, yeah, there's, there's still games this week. It's um, They're not allowed to play any game club games until, uh, sorry, after uh, November 13 when all the players who are going to the World Cup need to be released and get to Qatar. What are your thoughts, Adam? Um, it's Badge and, and thanks for joining us, mate. What are your thoughts on the, the squad? Uh, did they get it right? Yeah, all good badge. Um, I, they got it right. I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll know. And are there any notable omissions there? Do you days. think that you think should have, you know, should have made it? There are. Yeah, there's some big, there's some big calls being made with some players with um, national team reputations that are, are far greater than those who have been chosen. Uh, namely, Trent Sainsbury, who's actually um, Graham Arnold's son-in-law, so <laughs> no nepotism at play. Um, 
Also, Tommy Rogic, uh, I thought he'd be picked, um, but he's been left out. Well, Adam, just and on Adam that, Taggart, just on that, we've got a text yeah. here from Tiger Vickers. Uh, was he overlooked due to his recent withdrawal or lack of playing time? Um, he personally believes he's our best player and needed to be selected. I'm, I'm with Tiger. I think he, he brings something totally different to the rest of the squad, but that's by the by. Yeah, I, um, Graham Arnold spoke at a press conference at length uh, a couple of hours ago and said, no, it was all to do with form and, and a lack of playing time at West Brom. He's playing in the second division over in England. He's, he's not starting games. He's, he's coming off the bench for a couple of minutes at the end of games. And, um, yeah, it's nothing to do with his late withdrawal from the June qualifiers. But um, I think in retrospect, Tom, he, he withdrew from that. And that was fair enough. But he, he took too long to find a new club. And it wasn't until, like, September that he, he finally got in the joint. So it was, it was a bit weird after nine years of stability at Celtic that he took so long. And in the end, I think it's cost him. What about some of these uh, young stars coming through? Good balance in the side, isn't there, when you get got, uh, Garan Quall and our Mabel. Um, so we've got... It seems to be a pretty good balance of of experience and youth. Yeah, there's there's eight outfield players who have played less than five games for Australia. So that that's where the the, the big story is. It's it's a bit of risk from Graham Arnold, who who said this morning or this morning my time, um, the Sabo your time, that he. Um, he, he wanted to take a few risks and he's certainly done that with these players that are basically untested against the calibre of opposition they're going to meet. Okay, they've played in the Olympics, nine of them, um, and they, they did really well there. They beat Argentina at the Tokyo Olympics and, and fell a bit short in the other games. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big, big call to, to throw these guys in. I, I think against France in the first game, he'll go with the more experienced players. But these, these younger players are going to play a role off the bench because there's five subs at this World Cup as opposed to the regular three. Um, is the hype to be believed about Green Qual? That's all the talk has been this week here in Australia. There is a lot of hype, and it, it is based on the fact that he has signed a contract with Newcastle United, even though he probably won't play there for a couple of seasons. He'll go out on loan at, at various places. But the thing with Garang is that... The, you could say that the hype is unjustified, but every every kind of hurdle that's been put in his place, and they're not the biggest hurdles he's going to need to jump over in his career, he's, he's cleared them quite easily. So mm. you can't, at the moment, put a ceiling on what he's capable of. Now, he's now thrown into the biggest arena in, in football and the, the hardest place to try and make a name for yourself uh, in a World Cup. And he, he's going to get minutes off the bench, so I, I won't discount the fact that he is capable of producing anything. He's, he's just one of these players that kind of, he's just there and, and things happen when he's around. It's just weird. So, yeah, it's uh, it'll be fascinating to see how he goes at against the, France, Denmark and Tunisia. At, at 19 years of age, will he get a start? Eight, he's actually 18. He's just turned 18. Oh, is he? he? could wow. be the youngest. Yeah, he could be the youngest player at the World Cup, um, depending on yeah, he's, he's certainly going to be one of the youngest. Like Daniel Arzani was the youngest player at the last World Cup um, out of any of the nations, and he was just 18. But I, I don't think he'll start a game. He, he's yet to start a professional game. Yeah, He's come off the bench in every game he's played for the Mariners. He's only played a handful. It's, it's an extraordinary call, but mm. you, you can't say it's it's not without justification. Well, you know, they, they have to pull something special out, don't they, to 
to to get through this this tough group. France, of course, one of the yeah. world powers. What's your level of confidence of us maybe beating, uh, having a win there, say against Tunisia? Uh, yeah, it's a lot higher than it is against France. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, that that's the game. Look, the, the France game will be. They won't go in with the, the notion of damage limitation is the main thing, but it would be desirable that we don't get pumped. Otherwise, it kind of, regardless of what happens against Tunisia, makes it really hard. Look, if it's a close loss or even a draw against France, capable of getting something out of the game, the Tunisia game is the one. If if we don't win that, I, I can't see a way how we get out of the group. So that that's the big, big game. Mm. Um, so it's going to be squad management. The, the games have one day less in between the, the, the usual games that you get at a World Cup because of the fact that it's a mid-season and they're trying to get it and um, over and done with a little bit quicker. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit of a strange World Cup. So there's going to be some weird results and hopefully we can provide a few of them. Yeah, hope so. Uh, has been a bit of talk today about uh, one of the keepers. Well, they've picked three keepers, uh, but Mitch Langerak missing out. Is that a shock yeah. in your eyes? Well, it's a, it's a Queensland has been ripped off bad, so I'm, I'm surprised it's Again. not huge news up the, in yeah. your part of the world. No, no. we're used to it, mate. We're used to it. <laughs> it's, oh, um, <laughs> it, on the face of it, it doesn't make much sense. Uh, it's Mitch has been playing in Japan for the last five years. The J-League in Japan is the best league in Asia. He's been one of the best goalkeepers uh, in that league. He was his team's MVP this season, the team that had the best defence in the J-League in Nagoya. And he's been left out for Danny Bukovic, who is 37 years of age and plays at the Central Coast Mariners. Now, there's there's a backstory here. Langerak um, has done things his own way, whereas uh, Bukovic, Matty Ryan and Andrew Redmayne, who have been selected and good on them, they've, um, they've worked with John Crawley, the Socceroos goalkeeper coach, for a very long time. Now, John has a distinct way of looking at what good goalkeeping is a little different to the norm and he trains his keepers accordingly. So, yeah, JC's chosen three keepers that he's very comfortable with and, and Mitch didn't fit into those plans, which is awfully harsh on him because on his on what he's doing at club level now, he totally deserves to be going to a World Cup. Rightio, Adam Peacock. Uh, we're gonna, are you on holidays, mate, or are you actually over there working and are you going to the World Cup? Can I say all of the above? Oh, good on you. <laughs> um, yeah, working holiday. I'm, uh, tonight, myself and my son, who just finished his HSC, we're going to our 10th game in 13 days, <laughs> travelling through the UK. Um, but have been doing a little bit of work, and yes, going to the World Cup, so excited about it. We can normally catch uh, Adam Peacock Saturday mornings with Nick Davis yep. on the uh, the Mowers Club, but I don't know if that's happening at the moment. But also write some very, very, very good articles no. for Code Sports as well. Uh, Adam, thanks for your time uh, this morning, UK time, and hopefully we can catch up with you during the World Cup. And and I had an argument with Jack, our producer, who knows a little bit about football. I reckon Australia are half yeah. a chance of at least getting a draw in that opening game against France because France starts slow, don't they? I'm not going to talk you out of it, Jase. I'm not going to talk you out of it. But, yeah, that, that's the best time to get a team like France because that, they won't be at their top. They want to be at the top at the end of the tournament and they're going to have a short lead-in like everyone else. So, look, they've, they've got a, an unbelievable squad that they'll name. But, yeah, um, they weren't that impressive in the first game in, in 2018 in Russia. They got away with it in some respects. So, 
yeah, hopefully we can take it to them again. All right, mate. You go and enjoy the football with your son. What a special moment for, for both of you. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Thanks. Thanks. There you go, Adam Peacock. He, he, mate, no one knows more about football than him. Yep. And also tennis. Yes, yes. As well. I should hey, have asked him about Jeff Fennick, how big it was too. I know. Well, we're getting text messages about that oh. badge at the moment. As far as boxing goes, Jeff is an Australian icon. You must admit, however, that in the rematch on Australian soil, Azuma Nelson destroyed yeah, Jeff. Yeah, he did. He did. He beat him. There's no doubting that at all. But uh, it's, it's, just, it's just so fitting that they've, they've corrected that. And, and righted that wrong that happened to, to Jeff back in the day. Massive, massive news about Fennec. That means back in that era, he might have been the only undefeated four-time world champion. That's if my memory serves me well. 785, thanks for that text. I'm yep. not sure about that. I, I'm, we need Sats here. He's our that boxing expert. Steve from Dubbo. Thanks, Beauty. Steve. Um, all righty. Uh, and someone uh, whose number ends in 089 was to hey, boys, my SMSs are not going through. Is this the right number? Yes. No, it's not. Uh, yeah, it is. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three. Put your name on it, then we can work out who you are. Yeah, and that's try to right. Match it all up. That would be good. Hey, uh, coming up soon. It's uh, Tuesday, true or false, where we throw up a couple of scenarios and we work out whether it's true or false. If you've got one for us, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy badge. Let's get to a break. When we come back, Tuesday, true or false, here on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sat. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Badge and Jace here for your Tuesday nights. Tuesday, true or false. Coming up in the next segment. I got a bit excited there, Badge. Sorry. Yeah. If you've got one for us, 0457 736 736, you might want to pose a, a couple of questions rugby league related towards Gary Belcher. We have o- got a few texts, actually. Yeah, we'll get to those in just a sec. But our favourite accountant, uh, Adrian, uh, from where is he from? Rouse Hill or Castle? He changes hills every day. Adrian, welcome to Sports Day. There you go. Well, you're not a accountant, you clown. It's real estate agent, mate. So there you go. Oh, Same my apologies. Thing. I keep forgetting. You're saying, Dad said uh, same yeah, thing. <laughs> no. no, I'm joking, Adrian. Come on, Adrian. What can we do for you? What did you say, you guys? What did nothing. You no, no, <laughs> nothing. Badge was being oh, stupid, Adrian. I'm on, I'm on your side, mate. What would you like to talk about? <laughs> yeah, two things. Um, yeah, my favourite thing, yeah, David Fafita. The thing, and, and one other thing, I've got a, I got a uh, draw force for you as well. Just with David Fafita, his attitude in defence is disgraceful. I watched that game the other day and you had, you know, Tamalato just busting his heart out, running up, smashing in defence and all that. Fafita comes on fresh off the bench and just has the laziest attitude in defence I've ever seen. I would hate for him to be in my club and I wouldn't pay him any more than three, four hundred. And Mal Maniga's got a lot to answer for to make the, the, the... Titans pay 1.2. Whoa, 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 You're now talking about Badger's mates, well, so be careful. Be careful. Hey, yeah. listen, if David yeah. Fafida well. saved a swimming pool full of drowning kids, you were accusing him of pushing them in the pool first. That's what you – doesn't matter no, but, what he does, you would never give him credit. No, but hang on. That's what happened. If you watch the game and when he came on fresh, 
he, he would just, he wouldn't, there's no urgency in defence. He's just, he's the worst value buy of anybody I can think of. You tell me a worst value buy because he's terrible in defence. He doesn't even want to, doesn't even want to try to tackle. Right, he's well, terrible. fortunately he's not in your team. Now, what else are we talking about? Okay, true or false? Yes. Ray Price's try scoring rate <laughs> is very. Is, is, <laughs> no, but hang on. Ray, Ray Price's strike rate and tra- scoring tries is very similar to Laurie Daly's. Right, uh, true. That is true, because yeah, he. In, in club games. <laughs> that's, that's why he's, he should be an immortal, because. People just remember him for the amazing thing he did without the without the ball. But in club games, he's not far behind Laurie. In, in rep football, he's got a better strike rate than Laurie Daly. So there you go. Yeah. Laurie Daly, we, know, about, we yeah. know what a brilliant attacker Laurie Daly was. I, I, I won't argue with you, but there are many that say Bradley Clyde should be an immortal and Laurie Daly and Bradford. There's just the, unfortunately, you can't have everyone in there. But you know, I know a lot of Parramatta fans, I think their first vote might be for Brett Kenny. Absolutely. Brett Kenny should be an immortal before Ray Price. Well, No, well, that's arguable. I mean, they're both outstanding. You know what I'm looking for? Ray Price was a rugby union international as well. Thanks, Adrian. I do appreciate it. We love it. He's got got a good sense of humour. Sturlo. Mick Crone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zip, Uh, zip, man. I just, I can't wait for Steve from Dubbo now to text about Adrian's performance on the show. (laughs) This is going to be the highlight. Well, why don't you just send them each other's number? (laughs) Um, we've got a text here from 127. Hill, Adrian really lives at Mount Druitt. Nothing wrong with Mount oh. Druitt. What's the difference between a hill and a mountain? Seriously. What, what should it be called Druitt Hill? What's his, I don't, I don't, I don't I get that. They're two different parts of Sydney, mate. Now. Yes, hey, can I talk to you some of these texts that we've yes. had about the Aussies and Kiwis, the big game coming up on the weekend? This is going to be huge, uh, the World Cup semi-final. Uh, memories from uh, Australia and New Zealand clashes. Uh, Hayden in Rocky reckons Willie Mason getting knocked into next week by Reuben Wiki after laughing at the Kiwis during the Harker at Mount Smart Stadium. Absolutely beauty. But I think, and I, I want someone else to help us with this, Daniel from Prairiewood brought up the same moment, but he reckons it was David Kidwell that, uh, that smashed Willie. In uh, in that um, in that test after a year he mouthed off during the Harker 2008 World Cup Finals so one or the other uh, another one here a huge Darren Lockyer fan but his debut against the Kiwis was harsh to watch what happened he just he, he just had a, a bad game at fullback and it, it was the, it was probably the only bad game I remember Darren Lockyer having he just made a few mistakes at the back and couldn't get his act together and um, but went on to be well talking about. Legends of the game and future immortals. Um, he's got to be right up there too, hasn't he? Just while we're talking about the Kiwis and the Kangaroos, can't wait for this game. 6 a.m. Uh, daylight savings time on Saturday morning. Uh, Adrian, who's now from Rouse Hill, uh, suggested, what about the greatest Kiwi league side ever? There'd be superstars like Mark Graham, Sonny Bill, Big Nelson, Ruben Wickey, Brandon Smith, Curtin Dane Sorensen in the forwards. Yeah. Joey Manu at fullback. Um, who was the Ruben Wiki, Stacey Jones, the Volcano, the, yeah, Leslie Vainicolo, Henry the and Robbie brothers. Paul, what about the Shane Iroh Hoppy, brothers? Sean Hoppy, Kevin and well, they were actually Iro, Kevin and Tony Iro, Sean Hoppy. You could put the Bromwich brothers in there too. Now. Absolutely, you could. Uh, there's yeah, there's some amazing talent that's come out of there. So uh, yeah, Adrian, thanks for reminding us about those blokes. Can we talk cricket? 
a lot of people having their say yes, on the test can, side that's been uh, announced today. And the one that's making a scratch out, well, I'm scratching well, my head Well, he's the one about. that's made the most sense. Mitch from Robertson says, Woogie, put your head <laughs> in a bucket of iced, ice cream three times and pull it out twice. Whinge, whinge, whinge. Ha, ha. No, Thanks, he's having Mitch. a crack at you. No, I understand. Oh, no, I get that he's having a crack. You don't have yeah. to emphasise that. But he why, said ha-ha on it. <laughs> why, is, why is Marcus Harris in this squad? It's because he's Victorian. Really? And he doesn't like electricity. That's J- the reason. Bondi Jack says Matty Renshaw is three times the test player Harris is, and he's three times more watchable. I don't know if it's about watchable. It's really about He's not the most exciting player. Nobody except his redhead mate would cop the snoreboard Harris holding out to gully every other dig. Jobs for the boys. It could be badge. Is this the players selecting who they want in the squad? Perhaps oh, players okay. don't have any say in cricket. <laughs> if Maddie, I don't know. Sorry, it was an outrageous <laughs> claim. I'll take that back. If Maddie Renshaw is not an alternative to Marcus Harris, who is then? And he's there as a backup batsman because Warner Cameron Bancroft. Yeah, Cam Bancroft. Have we forgiven him for taking out the sandpaper? Oh, I think we we should. But who else, apart from so. Cameron Bancroft, who else then should have been given an opportunity well, if he, to be the spare batter in the test team? Well, isn't it a shame that we're not talking about Will Pukowski? Oh, absolutely, He's had a lot of yeah. drama with the, uh, the head knocks and He's mental health issues and yep. whatever else. That is just, just such a shame. And hopefully he can get his career off to a, well, off to a proper start. Let's, um, I'd love to get your thoughts. 0457 736 736. Uh, and, and unless we're completely wrong about Marcus Harris, what which batsman's been unlucky to be left out of the test squad? Uh, one here, evening shaggers Australian cricket is now the equivalent to the Dragons. Absolute basket case. The reptile. Steve yeah, from Dubbo's been on the text. I do have suspicions about a love triangle with Adrian, Glenn and Woogs. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> well, that, that anyone would find out. He also says I could listen to Adrian talk all day, so as long as it's about Pricey. Yeah. What's his love affair with Pricey? Oh, He's a good know. player, wasn't he? Yes. Hey, mo- you know we're talking about motorsport? And yeah. earlier I mentioned you know, who's our greatest motorsport champion. Best Aussie motorsport champions from uh, Toowoomba Shane. Without peer is Sir Jack Brabham. Well, I guess he's a knight. That helps, doesn't it? Built and drove his own cars. Mick Doohan won five on the trot on the Big Bang 500cc bikes. Casey Stoner, who retired way too soon. Chad Reed beating the Yanks in the American Supercross. There's some good names there. Will Power, Toowoomba boy, just won the IndyCar champs again. Larry Perkins also built and drove his own cars and won Bathurst on a number of occasions. And Brocky, nothing more needs to be said. Good mm. on you, Shane. Mm. Great list. Mm. Text here, hey, Badge, do you rate Gary Freeman? He was playing for the Kiwis when you guys and no one was getting near Australia. He was playing for the Kiwis when you guys, when no one was getting near Australia. So he was playing for the Kiwis against you guys? When I get, no one yeah, was getting yeah. near Australia back then? Oh, yeah, good player. Yeah, very good player. And, uh, you know, a, a real scra- a real typical halfback. Just he was, oh, if, he'd be a dirty bugger if he could. He was always in the <laughs> thick of things. He was... Uh, he'd do anything he could to win a, win a contest. Daniel from Prairie Wood listening via the SEN app. Gents, it was definitely Kidwell, not Wiki, that knocked out Mason in the 2006 test match. Righto. Good Googling. The Wiki knockout was on Sia Soliola. 
uh, whilst he was playing for the Warriors in 2008 against the Roosters from the kickoff. There you have it. Yeah. Oh, really. he, he was scary. <laughs> um, on, the, on Jeff Fennick, and if you haven't heard me mention just uh, off the top of the show, or the top of the hour, Jeff Fennick's fight against – his first fight against Azuma Nelson, it was a draw. It was such a travesty of justice. Has been overturned and he has been awarded that and a fourth world title. He's, he's now a four times world champion. That was a super fe- featherweight fight. Um, and we've got a lot of texts here. Rabbit Burrow from Tamora. Travesty of justice righted on your mauler. Mm. You're a South Sydney area legend. St. Boyd. Sure is. St. Boyd has sent us a text. Hey, guys. Adrian asked uh, a worse buy than Fafita. A standout comes to mind. Corey Norman. Oh, harsh. Is there Pretty a worse... Hard. Is there a worse buy than Fafita? Oh, I'm not get, Come don't on. ask me that. What about back in your day? You I'm not getting player, into that at all. You were playing against Apart players. from me? <laughs> yeah, please don't put me in that list. Hey, we forgot to mention this last night. Join the Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Aussie Michael Checker. What about that uh, win over England? We didn't give that uh, any coverage last night. We forgot about it. 30-29 over England. Argentina. Yeah, Argentina beat England, yeah. yes. That was the day after he coached Lebanon against the Kangaroos. So he coached Lebanon on Friday night, went to London to coach Argentina. That's that's amazing. Yep. Well that's done. That's, and it's a big win. That's Jeez. a huge win. They're becoming, um, they're becoming a big threat, Argentina, in world rugby. They've we, knocked off the All Blacks. They've knocked off the Wallabies. Well, most people can do that. Most teams can do that. I think they've knocked off South Africa mm. as well. Now they've knocked off England at home. That's yep. a... That's a big feat. Well, so. the, what they've worked out is how to pack a scrum. How to, I mean, no one knows what how a scrum absolute, actually works. No one, even the players that are in it. Well, the refs don't know. Someone, well, of course not. But somehow the Argentinians have, they found the code. But they play great rugby. Is. They play entertaining rugby as well. And they're hard, those boys. They're, they're outstanding. Well done, Michael Checker, on, on that. Uh, and they Ash- can ruck and maul too. <laughs> I just wish the refs knew the rules. You know, you were asking too much. Seriously. I just wish. I wish the you know refs... they're just people that that walk in. They go, okay, uh, you're number three hundred and eighty four in the gate. Go put your referee's uniform on. Yeah, is that how it works? Yep. Here's your whistle. <laughs> Here's your nice. That's the problem. Shorts. Don't give them a bloody whistle. Ah, now you're on. They something. go. What's this? Oh, this makes a noise. And they just keep blowing. Why do you? Can well, they any, don't have them when the ball goes forward, passes. They don't do that. Can anyone explain this to me? Mm. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Why do you need to pack a scrum five times? Because I swear to God, it looks like the previous one and the previous one and the previous. Why do we do that? There are some people that enjoy them. Who? Front rowers. <laughs> they don't. No fans. Oh, Honestly. What you're going to do, you know how to fix rugby union. You've talked about this a lot, Badge. I've seen you go to schools and talk about this to young kids. Get rid of two players on the field and referees, you'll have a great game. Yep, no no rucks and mauls. And the VAR. Just play the ball under your foot (laughs) and have six tackles. There it is. There's the fix. Yeah, I know. Hey, boys. Oh, no, we'll get to that in just a moment. We'll go to a break. Uh, Lots of texts coming in about uh, Jeff Fennick too. Did you read the one from Eels Muzz? So happy for Jeff Fennick to be awarded what was rightfully his in the first play, in, in the first instance. Well done. Yep. It's good news tonight. Everyone Amazing. taking that quite well. Oh, by the way, before we go to the break, we didn't mention it last night, and I'm really cranky that we didn't. The Gillaroos, 
2-0 win over France in the Women's Rugby League World Cup. They've got a massive advantage, the, the Aussies and, and the uh, the Kiwis team. There's a lot of the Kiwis that play in the NRLW, but they're in, in a proper organised competition now and they have been for a number of years. So there's going to be a lot of blowouts in this uh, in the NRL or in the Women's Rugby League World Cup. Yeah, they're, um, they're playing again this week. They're playing a lot. Their comp's very condensed. Cool. And the men should take a, a leaf out of the women's book. Oh, you, you want the men's games to play three or four days apart all the time. Absolutely, mate. They're, they're, they're just wasting Why money just by being over there. What tens. are they over there for? 13 weeks or something? No, not that you, long. The, the women are doing it in three weeks. They, the men should do that as well. Stop. Cancel the junket. They're tougher. The women are tougher. They, they are. back up. Um, Badge, stick to your lane, mate. Argentina has always been strong at scrum time. That's from G-Man. Yeah, that's what I said. I didn't say they just learned. They, they've always known and well how done important to, it is. Well done to the wheelchair rugby league World Cup. Uh, Australia last night, the team uh, defeated Ireland 76-18. Jack's very upset, our producer, about that. Mm. Um, they will take on Spain. Uh, tomorrow. So, geez, there's a lot of World Cups going on. There is. It's a a World Cup-a-thon. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. This is Sports Day. Akia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Visit Kia Carnival GUV for more details. Break time. Back in a moment with Tuesday. True or false? Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back. No Sats. He is recovering from some sort of virus he's got in his, his elbows. We wish him the best. Hopefully back tomorrow night. I... I don't think so, though, Badge. No. It's a lot of pain. I think he just wants more holidays. And Steve uh, from Dubbo's text in says, worry about Sats, send my regards. He was all right. I spoke to him. We both spoke to him today. He's okay. Just He's a tough bugger to be in pain. It's not like him. Uh, We're going to get into Tuesday, true or false, where we throw up a a couple of scenarios uh, and we try and work out some sort of answer. uh, Sats, Badge, I'm going to kick it off. Yes. Craig from Maitland. Here's one for you. West Tigers should be the team to be left out of Magic Round instead of Newcastle. True or false? False. Why? I'm not sure. He doesn't state. He doesn't oh, not say well, why. I don't know why. I, I, I don't think I don't think the Knights are going to be too bothered about this. And it was something to do with fan activations or involvement engagement, in something, something engagement yeah, at yeah. the last Magic Round. I don't know how I, you I measure think, that, I think some way. clubs wouldn't really care about missing out on Magic Round. And and it, if it's the Knights this next year, it won't be them the next few years. It'll, they'll just take turns and the only, else will miss out. The only thing I see with this badge, and I don't know how they measure f- fan engagement, whether it's peop- crowds at games or, or whatever it is, but normally you're going to have about a group of maybe five clubs that are going to they're going to be the ones that have the least fan engagement. Yes. Um, so that means it'd only be those ones missing out on oh, Magic I Round, and that, I know, that I, I, I know some holes in that. Okay, I don't know. Well, if I agree someone with that. has to miss out, so they have to make a tough call. And you know, if everyone wants to be there, someone's going to be upset. Maybe they just stick their names in a hat and draw them out. But unfortunately, you don't want to 
draw one of the big draw card teams. And you've got to have the South East Queensland teams. Yeah, there, and the Storm and those clubs that draw big crowds for those games. So um, The Roosters could sit it out. I could. I wouldn't have an issue with that. No, you wouldn't, I'm sure. In fact, they could sit out most of the season you, if I'm, they're not. I, was, I knew that was coming. They'd still make the eight. I knew, yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. You got one for me? Um, well, I did mention about McDoing is our greatest ever motorsport uh Rider champion, and, and all of our listeners have been back and told us who they think. Um, what about this one? A pretty tough one. Roast turkey beats roast chicken. Every day. Every yes. day. Of the yes. Week. True. True. Right. True. It's what bigger. What is it about turkey? Oh, is it sweeter? Oh, but w- my question to you. What about, would it beat beer bum chicken? You see, you talked about this off the air, and I, I, I find that incredibly offensive. That's drunken chicken. Really? Not beer bum chick. The, chuk, the chook's not drunk. What are you shoving up its coit? A, a can of beer. And and the yeast and everything comes through and it's just... It's oh, dead. The flavour goes right through. What sort of beer? Like a VB? Oh, please. Uh, I, I don't think it really matters much, Woogie. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I know I don't like the idea of that. You don't like VB. Turkey's great. My, a question Maybe if you've you. got Fosters and you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. My question to you, should we eat turkey at other times... Than Christmas because that seems to be about the only time I eat it. Oh, it's Thanksgiving! So good. We always have it at that. <laughs> you because you is. you love yeah. celebrating Halloween all those and American milestones. Yeah, don't watching you? the uh, gridiron final. What's all that right, called? All right, all right, stop. You should see him on Fourth of July. How you go? Oh, Fourth of July is massive. <laughs> go sick. Cracker night, we call it. Used to. Badge. The Roosters will put fifty points on the Dolphins round one next year at Suncorp. True or false? False. No, I, I I think the Dolphins will be relatively competitive. Um, got a got a very good forward pack, and I just know what Wayne Pennant's like. He'll have them ready to go. He'll have them ready to fire up. But I don't think they'll. I, I, I don't think they'll win that game. Still a long way off, but yeah, you know, I can't see them getting fifty put on them, getting I've, smashed. I've got one more for you, and Adam Peacock earlier raised this, and it's a very interesting question. And I've brought Jack in for this as well. The Soccer World Cup will have more viewers. Than the Olympics. <laughs> now, Adam Peacock said this. True or false? No, he said it's the biggest sporting event in the world. He didn't say more viewers. Well, that means I have no, more viewers. No, he said it's the biggest sporting event okay, in the well, world. Okay, well, then I'll say that. The, the, the what soccer, does he mean by that? Okay, so the Soccer World Cup is the biggest sporting event in the world. True or false? No. Well, the, the Soccer World Cup and the soccer at the Olympics are probably the same. So on top of that, the Olympics have got another 178 what? sports. And every nation with every has got... Hundreds of athletes. It's massive compared to the Soccer World Cup. Are you, do you seriously think that it's bigger than the Olympics? Jack? Jack? 100%. Why? Because How? not all the star players play in the Olympics. Yeah, but I'm talking about the Olympics has got all uh, hundreds of sports. Yeah, but who How watches those World sports? Cup? Who watches the Olympics? Mate, how, how no, often but here's, you... here's the thing. If I'm the average Please. person, it's I... the only time I'm watching synchronized swimming. It's don't the only yell, time Jack. I'm watching watch hurling. It it's you're it's... not watching it all the time, babe. You're watching. You guys are kidding. I, I'm. I'm just asking you... the question. No, no. I, I You've just... already voiced to me that you think it's bigger. The soccer, the World Cup, easily. But easily, easily. <laughs> then the Olympics. Yes. On what measurement? I would say people watching. Okay. Uh, fan engagement. Fan engagement. Fan engagement. Fan be, engagement. It'll kill it. Yeah. So what's fan engagement? I've again? actually got stats. Have you? Is anyone interested in that? Yeah. Yeah. Re- ready yourself, Jason. Wow. Uh, so. Crapster. Trigger heavy. Three and a half billion people watched the World Cup in 2018. Yep. 
and what? 1.12 billion watched the grand final. What grand final? The the uh, World Cup grand final. Oh, the final. Yeah, 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 yeah. The final game. Okay. 1.12 billion watching one single game of 90-minute football. Yeah, that's massive. I think that would obliterate the Olympics. Well, no, well, you've got stats. Where's your Olympic stats? Uh, well, yeah, how I many watches? You can't give one side of the eye. What? Mate, okay. can you I pull out the, the Can you f- find the stats on synchronized swimming? <laughs> Could you? All right. Because that would be the biggest, Badge. wouldn't it? Does anyone in China watch the... Football, soccer Abs- Cup. Who, Mate, won, who won the Because last... they're all watching the Olympics. Who won the last no, no, World Cup? Every bit of it. No, I'm telling I'm sorry. I've been to China several times. They are mad. During the Olympics? For two sports over there, mate. What? English Premier League. They all have an English Premier League and they love Formula One. They are the two sports they are mad for. Okay, so I've and got... And a little bit of basketball. They were thinking about putting Formula One in the Olympics. NBC <laughs> said the Tokyo Games averaged roughly 15.3 million total viewers for its primetime coverage. Averaged. Yeah. Okay, so that's mm. every hour times 24. Times no. <laughs> who, who, who won the last... You've got a total of viewers. Who won the last World Cup? France. Who won Germany. the synchronized swimming in the Olympics? Um, France. Margaret... <laughs> Pomerant. I think that's a free. Badge, you're losing this argument. You are losing this He's argument. I'm, I'm not saying synchronized swimming is bigger than the soccer world cup. I'm saying the Olympics overall. Someone oh, help me here. Old man yelling at a cloud. Please. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That was very, very good, Jack. Thank you. Uh, this is Sports Day. Jack, you're finished. For the eight seat Kia Carnival, it's a grand utility vehicle. Back with a weather update and last blast <laughs> next on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Oh, it's just starting to fire up in the studio, yeah, Badge. Badge is caught in Deloitte. Yep. He's We've caught in Deloitte. Got to be an investigation. I'm calling in Jeff Toovey. Come on, that's ridiculous. He's got Deloitte's in. Uh, they've got their calculators out and their spreadsheets, and we're working out what is the biggest viewing sporting event, whether it's the Olympics or the Football World Cup. 28 uh, times bigger. Uh, Badge, you talked about uh, who's our greatest motorsports performer from Australia. Uh, a text here from Michael from Logan. Thanks, Michael. How about Toby Price as our best in motorsports? Won the Dakar Rally a couple of times on a motorbike. Yes. And has won. Is it the Fink? Fink Desert Race on both motorbike and car. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, good text. Good text, Michael. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> what's the matter? Nothing. Okay. Uh, we're doing uh, the weather. New Farm, Australian through and through. If you're listening in orange, a hello to you, a shower to expected overnight. You're saying we're on 2EL, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to 2EL. Text in if you're listening on 2EL. All right, Jack, that's my job. Uh, <laughs> overnight low of seven before brightening up for your Wednesday. <laughs> before brightening up for your Wednesday. Good morning. Uh, top of 21, sunny day. You. How good are the oranges in orange, Badge? Oh, is that a joke? No, I'm so, is orange famous for oranges? No? Mm. Okay. What is orange famous for? Wineries? Apples, I think they do out there. <laughs> Fruit salad. Mildura is uh, big for the uh, oranges, isn't it? I'm not sure. A Sunraysia region? 
Okay, Jack, calm down. Orange, home of the Orange CYMS Rugby League Football Club. The Orange Sims. Pardon? Sims. Sims. Oh, Sims. Yeah. Okay. Stands for Catholic Young Men's Society. Does it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm. I learn something every day. New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm Australian through and through. Do you want to apologise to Badge and say something? I was rude. Got absolutely nothing to apologise for, but go ahead. What's your thoughts, Badge? On what? Your apology? Oh, on, on why I'm making an apology. The listeners why agree are you with making Badge. making an apology? Because he's got it wrong. He's got the right. He's saying the football world well, cup. Well, it is. Uh, we have a text here from uh, ending in eight five three. Hi, fellas. The Olympics, I reckon, are the biggest. Gary. Nice, Gary. So there you go. That's, That's my your evidence. number. It's not my number. Okay. Did you send that in? And beer can chicken is amazing. Great call, badge. G man, they're all agreeing with me. This must be embarrassing, Jack. Hey, you talked about batsmen who could be in the uh, the cricket side, the Australian Test squad, mm. instead of Marcus Harris. Uh, South Australian batsman Jake Weatherald is another option for Test debut. Yeah, Harris has had his chances. Should be Renshaw's turn. Ashton Turner, Darcy Short, and Ben McDermott are three other names. Yeah, I think we need batsmen who are higher up the order than those guys. But yeah, Sporty Gav from Newey, some. Giving us some stuff there to think about. Uh, what else is going on? Djokovic beaten in the final of the Paris Masters. Beauty. By a 19-year-old. Should a 19-year-old be playing in a Masters? Yes. That's cheating. Well done. Why? Well, Masters are for old folks. No, it's first. Anyway, he lost the first set to Djokovic and then won the next two. And now he's the, the first. He's, a, he's Danish, isn't he? He's going to be the first Dane to make the world top ten in the men's. And also, Good on him. Also, there's some video going viral. Uh, Reid Djokovic's team uh, in the crowd putting something into a water bottle. I'm not suggesting it was uh, an illegal substance, but turned their back to some cameras that were filming it. Uh, Google it. It's very interesting footage, and the bottle was run over to Djokovic by one of the one of the ball girls. But interesting. Uh, I heard Michelle Bishop say today um, that it's possibly got something to do. With the documentary Djokovic uh, is making, and it will be revealed in the publicity stunt. Yeah, it's a hook and tease. That's what we call yeah. it in the documentary. Then maybe they're putting the uh, the COVID vaccine in his drinks. <laughs> is that is that is that your last That's laugh? It? That's right? the last laugh. All right, Beauty. come on, give us your last laugh. What well, you haven't you haven't played my thing? Oh, where's my last laugh? Thing? On Sports Day, it's time <laughs> for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. Gary, I can't oh, believe boy. I just wandered in. I... He's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours. Bats. Do you love koala bears? Yeah, I do. They're Well, they're not. There's no such thing. Why are they not called? Why are koalas not bears? Why? Because they haven't got the right qualifications. I don't know. What, what should I play? Just nothing. Just, like, just, like, the, just like the silence. Oh, very dare you. <laughs> Let's go. What a really bad way to finish the show. You can grab a podcast of the show uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks, boys. Yep. Jack, you're all. We'll be catching you tomorrow night. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.